Cowboys. I'm your host, Eli Halpern. And I'm Mike Eaton. And, uh, I, I got a, a thing for my feetsies because I was sitting, the deal there. I was I was sitting in this chair and I noticed when I was looking at the last episode that if I sit where my feet are comfortable, my top half looks like a bean bag. <laughs> <laughs> but if I sit like here, like proper, my my feetsies hang out too far. Uh, so they brought me a, a footstool, and also I can show off my awesome asymmetrical shoes. Yeah, you got some great kicks. So the bottom half of this outfit, you remember when we went to Big Bear and with Jackson and we rented the boat. And that one night it got cold, so I went into town and I bought a jacket, and I bought that pink furry jacket that just says Big Bear on it. Do you remember this? Yes. Okay. Great jacket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's an amazing jacket. I wore that pink, like neon pink furry jacket with these pants and these shoes to do comedy <laughs> one time. They were like, oh, I'll look hilarious and gay. People will laugh at it. I can make jokes on stage. It looks like Kirby ate the Pride Parade. <laughs> you know, it, it'll be funny. And then at the show... During the host set, like seven minutes in, about 75 bikers pulled up. <laughs> and so, like, and it's an outdoor show in the middle of the pandemic. So it's just like, just like all passing him while he's like trying to tell his fucking jokes. He's like, oh, I was, I'm a pansexual. I was having a lot of sex with stir fry. Yeah. And then there's like, and then. The next guy goes up. I won't say who it was, but he, he's not funny. And so, <laughs> so he's already struggling to get their attention. And like a hundred more bikers showed up. And I'm next. I'm like, fuck. I hope they like stop showing up. And they did because the parking lot was now full of motorcycles. <laughs> There's like 200 fucking bikers here. And now the comedy crowd, who was like 30 people and looked full at the beginning, is just dwarfed by this huge group of guys in leather jackets. And then I get on stage dressed in all pink in these fucking shoes. <laughs> And they're all just looking at me like, you're dressed the opposite of us. <laughs> like, that's the opposite of a biker. And they were called Las Suicidas. <laughs> they were there for, like, a bike rally. Dude, bikers are scary. Yeah. There was just a shootout in Austin. Uh-huh. I'm not sure if that was the bikers. I don't think it was, actually. It was a 17-year-old black kid. Two. It was two kids shooting at each other. That's really yeah, and they both missed the other person who <laughs> shot a bunch of other people. I should laugh. That's pretty bad. Did anyone die? One person. Oh, no. And then there's like four people in critical condition. Damn. But it was, uh, there was a bike rally that night. Uh huh. The Rot, the, the Rally of Texas Bikers. Yeah. Someone was like, hey, uh, I would advise that you stay off 6th Street during the bike rally. What's so crazy though is that like there's like two kinds of bikers because there's the guys that, <laughs> that are like, I'll murder you, I'll have fun, I'll break a beer bottle on the curb and then stab you with it and then my pregnant wife will clap and smoke a cigarette. And, and then, then there's, there's the guys on five speeds like Lance Armstrong. <laughs> All right, there's three kinds of bikers. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the guys that look exactly like the first dude, but they're the nicest human being you'll ever meet in your whole life. They're just like real-life Santa. Like, they'll come up and they'll hug you and be like, your father should have done a better job. <laughs> yeah, they'll buy you a beer. I hear about those ones that, like, will, like, take care of bullied kids. Yeah. And, then, like, chill outside their house to make sure their parents don't beat them. <laughs> exactly. And their best friend is named, like, Snake because he killed a guy with a snake. Right? <laughs> like, it's so crazy. Well, I, I relapsed. I'm relapsing right now. I every time you say relapse when you're drinking, it always makes it sound like a bigger deal. Because like most people that use the term relapse are in like a 12 step program or an outpatient, and they're like, "God, I hope I can get my life together. I just really can't drink. I'm fucking ruining everything." And then they are like, "Oh, I relapsed," and you're like, oh, "Fucking relapsed, dude." <laughs> well, I was getting addicted to ketamine, so I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to do a drug that's more uh, socially acceptable. 
Oh, which one's it's worse for you? It's either alcohol or everything else. Mm. Not everything else, right? Okay. Sure. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's a scary box of worms. It's Pandora's box of drugs. I mean, I figured I trained like six hours in the last two days. That's so crazy. I'll have a couple white claws. Yeah, that's that's very healthy. Maybe <laughs> less times, maybe less training. You're gonna you're gonna. So your advice is to exercise less and drink more. Yeah. Okay. Well, when you put it that way, <laughs> I, I might take you up on that. I I mean, it's working. I was going to say for me, but, you know, I had to have a a footstool because of the beanbag body. So (laughs) I don't know about the exercise less or drink more profit. I think I'm going to cap it at three of these. Okay. This is number one. Dude, uh, yesterday I went for dollar hot dog night to a baseball game. And I specifically went because it was dollar hot dog night. And like, yeah, I bought the tickets. Also, first off, the ch- tickets here are dirt cheap. I sat in the third row, like right behind home plate, like straight down the first baseline. It was twenty five bucks a ticket. So we get there, and all the rules say you're only allowed one dollar hot dog per person per inning. So I'm thinking like, all right, I'm gonna have nine hot dogs. I got like four hours. Brittany's probably gonna gonna... bring nine outfits. Well, I was thinking like, well, Brittany will probably get tired of hot dogs around four or five, so I can start double dogging (laughs) in the later innings. And so I planted this out with her in line, and then as we get to the front, the guy in front of me goes, "Can I get fourteen hot dogs?" (laughs) And then he goes, fourteen (laughs) dollars. He fucking pays. Sweet. He walks away with his tray of fourteen hot dogs, and so I was like. Oh, and I looked at Brittany like, can I order 14 hot dogs? <laughs> She's like, we're not going to eat those. So we got four, and they were big enough. Out, but four hot dogs was $4. That's incredible. That's gross. Did you hear Subway, uh, their tuna did not test positive for any tuna? I don't and care. And they can't identify what is in it? So what? You're eating tuna at Subway. You deserve <laughs> that. Someone died from eating like, oysters at a it? Chinese buffet. And, like, it made headlines. It's like, no, you deserve to die. You ate oysters at a Chinese buffet. But, like, what is it, though? It's, it's the same thing that imitation crab is. I think, they, I think that's whitefish. I think the chef comes into, like, some cornstarch and then rolls it into a ball. And, like, oh, it's a sandwich artist. I get they get creative with their tuna. <laughs> like, this they is what called them that. <laughs> this is my impression of tuna. <laughs> I'm an impressionist. That's what kind of... <laughs> <laughs> the Picasso of tuna, just yeah. making an abstract version. Yeah. Well, this one's cubism. The tuna comes in cubes. It's <laughs> disgusting. Oh, not as bad as the blue period. <laughs> That's another Picasso reference. I've been to an art museum. <laughs> Dude, imagine cutting your ear off and giving it to your ex girlfriend. I'm starting to like understand that more and more. Really? You would give up an ear? No. But I just, if someone did it, I'd be like, okay. I, so what I, what I get about that situation is like doing something to fuck with yourself to hurt another person. And you're like real sad and you're like, I'm going to hurt me to hurt you kind of thing. Like I can understand that if you're like a crazy manic person. Like, you know, I'm an insane person. I've had crazy thoughts. But like to to get off like the ear part, like that that's what you're looking at. I definitely thought about blowing my head off just to like get back at someone in an argument. Right. I wouldn't do it. Right. But the thought of it. And like brings me like joy. If I knew that I could hit like X to respawn, I would have killed myself in so many hilarious ways to end an argument. Like when I was like ten, and my dad would be like, 
go mow the lawn. You should be lucky that you live in a house with a lawn. I would just kill myself and be like, you mow it now. Like, that would be an awesome suicide note yeah. if I could come back. Because it's pretty shitty if you're just 10 and you go out like that. It's like, like, kid's a genius. He was a prodigy of suicide. But, like. What do you think is the funniest way to kill yourself? I think about this a lot. <laughs> I really do. I think there's. <laughs> I think that it's so hard to pick because the real best way is to get a bunch of people's attention in like a positive way and then to just totally belie their expectations. Like Nick Swartzen has a whole, he has an album named after his thoughts are that he would go into a public place and then he would go, oh, who farted? And then blow his brains out. Yeah. <laughs> like that's pretty good. Uh, Kyle Kinane has, he would dress up in a scuba gear, put a small cup of water at the bottom of a tall building and then just jump off. Some people are like, did he think he was going <laughs> to make it? Like, what the, like, there's so many good ways to do it. Doug Stanhope had a thing where one of his fans recommended him. He was talking about the funniest way to kill himself. And one of his fans said, in, a, in like a Scandinavian accent, which he repeated, that he would, uh, ha he would hang himself with chicken wire mm -hmm. that was slightly shorter than a, than a rope around his neck. Mm -hmm. And then he would super glue his hands to his head. And then jump off something so his head would sever, and then he would just be hanging by his head. That's pretty funny. And then he was like, you should do that on stage. And he's like, I can't. I'm a comedian. That's not original. Yeah. Well, and the other problem with that, too, is like you and can't really like, Fuck, I wish I thought of that. test to see how good your hands are going to stick to your head. Because like the, the impact created from your, your head severing with that wire is going to put a lot of torque on your, your sticky hands. So you'd have to like really epoxy those hands to your face. You know? You'd need an assistant. That's what I'm saying. Like, all good suicides, you need help. Yeah, yeah. Because my, my suicide idea is I want to, like, fly a helicopter. Mm -hmm. Again, someone else would be flying the helicopter over, like, Coachella mm -hmm. or, like, some big festival where mm -hmm. everyone's on drugs. Mm -hmm. And then just jump out with, like, a bunch of, gr like, several grenades strapped to my mm -hmm. head and torso and legs. And then have a string going through the, the ring. Mm -hmm. And then pull that out and just blow my body to bits and just shower this crowd in my guts and brains. Oh, I like that a lot. I mean, that's really good. I and then I would be like a part of it. Like, imagine <laughs> all these people like on acid and psychedelics. The just red, like... <laughs> whoa, it's red. I, I would feel be a part this energy. Of those people's <laughs> lives forever. That would be awesome. So one year Coachella got herpes. This year it got, <laughs> it got Eli. <laughs> Aerosol eyes. Same thing. That's fun. <laughs> I think mine would probably be like during a presidential debate. I would just get completely nude and write like third party on my belly and then just run out in between the two and blow my brains out. Just, you know, because that's going to be in textbooks. Like <laughs> kids are going to be like, you remember the death of the third party? That's what we called when that comedian killed himself at the presidential debate. You know, I should have stockpiled my White Claws before we started filming. Yeah. We have a we have a audience member that we could. Yeah. Can encourage. you figure out how to. Oh, I, oh Coop's on it. Coop's Thanks, even bro. better. That's awesome. <laughs> God, I love this. Dude, life is cool, man. <laughs> Giveaways rules. Dude, this studio is really coming together. Yeah, we got we got three cameras. We got lights. We've got these thingies. Yeah. It seems like just a couple weeks ago we were in Gary's uh, attic. Yeah. Well, it was. That was we a... went from like Anne Frank to like <laughs> <laughs> Hitler. And Dank. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what did you say? And Dank is right. <laughs> wow, I can't believe that audience member is so good at ventriloquism. <laughs> he, he said something with my voice over here into the microphone. Oh, I got, I'd like to shout out some sponsors. <gasps> oh, yeah? We got Hone. 
Thank you, man. Whoa. <laughs> You're so professional. Honeblends.com. Hone is cordyceps and matcha. It gives you insane cardio. Uh, if you want to train for six hours. No, no, no. Wait, wait. Explain that. You don't have to do just a plug. We'll, do, we'll just talk about the product because we both tried it. What did you mean by it gives you insane cardio? Well, cordyceps is a parasitic fungi that implants itself in the bodies of insects and mummifies them from the inside out, turning the bug into a mushroom. Good, good. That's what I want in my morning <laughs> cup of fun. Hey, it, could I be a bug zombie? <laughs> Cue. It grows in the Himalayas where there's like not much oxygen because it's real thin up there. Great. And uh, mushrooms absorb oxygen like humans, not mm -hmm. like they don't do. We've talked about this. We're in a constant fight with mushrooms for oxygen. We, we have, have not to, talked about that. We have to kill the mushrooms. They're taking our oxygen. Yeah, that's why I'm a vegetarian. I hate You're animals not. and I want to eat all their food. You're not a vegetarian. I'm close. But what, beside the fact that you eat meat? Is yeah. That, is that yeah. what's close? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I'm lowering but... my meat intake. Yeah. I'm healthy besides all the ice cream I eat. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Continue. So it's cordyceps, which is zombie mushrooms that take over bugs. And then it's- Well, the concept of the cordyceps in... is that it allows you to absorb more oxygen. Into your cordyceps? Exactly. Yeah, look at that big cordyceps. And then uh, matcha has a uh, natural caffeine. Okay. So that combo. How do you recommend drinking it? Because I have been putting it in chocolate milkshakes. Really? Yeah. How is that? Uh, actually, really good. Matcha and chocolate are very complimentary flavors. All right. I found that out from an ice cream sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back to ice cream with you. I just put it in um in hot water. I don't like hot drinks when it's hot outside. Yeah, I feel that. It just it doesn't taste as good in cold water. Yeah, well, it doesn't mix as but well. But I use uh, all caps, Giggle15 for 15% off. You should do that. Giggle15. And that's just another way that you could become a zombie mushroom. And uh, Miracle Flow. Yeah. They make shampoo and conditioner for your luscious locks. You're really going in on the mullet. Yeah, it's, uh, it's my favorite hairstyle I've ever had. So I was thinking back a little over a year ago. We were over at my house in California, and we bleached your mullet. Yeah. And then after bleaching your mullet, we blued your mullet. Yeah, we dyed blue. So I blued blue. you. <laughs> you remember when you came over and I blued you? <laughs> so you blued your hair. Don't and... talk to me like that in those pants. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, so <laughs> you had blue hair for a little, and then you browned it. And made it normal. And then it looked like swamp sewage color. It was and crazy cut color. It off. But what happened? Why were you against the blonde mullet? Because I'm feeling like you with a blonde mullet is hilarious. Yeah, uh, it's weird. I don't know. I just you look did like a bad guy in like GI Joes. <laughs> well, no, everyone kept saying like, "Oh, you did that because Joe Exotic," and I was like, "No, I didn't like that show. I didn't enjoy it at all." Yeah, and I wanted to not be related to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you don't have just because you have a similar hair thing to a person doesn't mean. Like, you know, you're that person. Anyways, I think you should bring that back. Also, this is somewhat tangentially related. Mullet. Nice word. Riff Raff. Riff Raff has one of the most famous mullets. I was watching a show with Brittany. Called Riff Raff did inspire the mullet. He's, his TikTok A lot of people want to compare to Theo Vaughn, but Riff Raff was a major influence. Riff Raff's fine with his shark teeth where he says, my main goal is to blow up and act like I don't know nobody. Nya, 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 nya. 
I've watched that. It's like four seconds long, and I've watched it for probably 30 hours. He did a great job of that. I met him once, and he ignored me. Yeah, he's awesome. Brittany's he, hung out with him at the fucking bar she used to work at in Tallahassee. And then he had a, he has a friend who's a rapper named Dollar Bill Gates. That's cool. And I was like, Dollar Bill Gates, and he's like, oh, shit, you know me, what's up? And then he like let me come in the VIP sit, like yeah. area. So I was watching the show Love After Lockup, and there's a couple in Tampa, and the guy in the couple looks like Riff Raff. He was like, yeah. He went to jail at 18, and then he got out at like 24, and he started dating this girl, Jana, and he gets like this weird cut in his hair. And if you put a grill and a mullet on this guy, it's fucking Riff Raff to the T, the way he talks and everything. So I'm laughing about this, and I'm like, oh, I'll finally get Eli into one of these trash, awful shows that I love. So I texted you about Love After Lockup. Yeah, I actually I met that girl. You yeah. At the when we did the show for the round, the dating app. You met her there? Yeah. I She I saw was her. there? Yeah, yeah. I saw her and I was like, hey, how you doing? Oh, she was there. And, and she, she was crazy. She looked at me. <laughs> she looked at me like, like, who the fuck are you? And I was like, I know you. And she's like, uh I, no. And I was like, what the fuck? And she's like, Well, I was on this show. And I was like, oh, I saw you on that show. I, we have a lot of mutual friends, so I'm not going to say much, but she's just like the show. So, <laughs> And then I, I watched that show with my ex-girlfriend. Uh, and you watched I, it? Yeah. Okay. I watched the whole season. Oh, really? Did you like it? No. Oh, damn it. Okay. And then I messaged my ex-girlfriend about that, and then uh -huh. she was like, oh, that's funny. The guy DM'd me and tried to hang out with me. Garrett tried to... Oh, that's amazing. So yeah. that's Riff Raff is Garrett. That's yeah. his name. Or Gare Bear, as Jonna called him. Turns out they've known each other forever. Her and, and Garrett? Yeah. That makes more sense. Also, Jonna's name on Instagram is Vajana, which is very funny. But so I like pulled that up, like we we're talking about this, and then I go to, to like tell Brittany about it. And then I was like, Eli knows her. And I, we both probably interpret that as you had banged her or <laughs> had tried to bang her. And so then we're looking at pictures no. of her because I looked at her in the show and I was like, I don't think that. And then we're looking at it. And then Brittany pulls up a picture and she goes, you think Eli banged this? <laughs> it was fucking awesome. I'm glad she thinks so highly of me. No, she, it's not that she thinks highly of you. It's that she knows that your taste looks like a uh, Snapchat filter. <laughs> you know? The, uh, the cartoon one? <laughs> the dog one. <laughs> Dude, we had known each other for like six months, and you tried to show me a video of you getting a blowjob from a girl with a Snapchat filter on where it made her eyes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you were like, hey, watch this. I was like, ah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, there's a Snapchat filter that makes one eye lower than the other, but it's like seamless to where it just looks like that person is retarded. Yeah. And uh, I was trying to take a video of it. I couldn't, I, I had to look away because I was like, I feel like I'm ab abusing a mentally handicapped person right now. <laughs> so I looked away, I got the video, and then I watched it later and laughed hysterically. <laughs> so fucking funny. Um, subscribe oh. to our Patreon if you want to see that video. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but I'll do it. Yeah, you care. upload it. I'm not messing with it. Wait, actually, I don't, I can't do that. That was my ex girlfriend. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can't show it. Yeah, and if you blur it, it ruins the whole point. Yeah. Whatever. But just subscribe to our Patreon anyways. It's five bucks. Come yeah. I, did you uh, look at the Patreon? No. I no. added a tier. There's a there's a $5 tier, which is just access to like videos that we don't post on YouTube where mm -hmm. we say racist things. Yeah. Uh, there's a $7 one where you get access to the Facebook group where oh, you can yeah. chat with us. Yeah. And then for 100 bucks a month, we both uh, show our dicks. Oh, I <laughs> okay. I signed you off. For it's 100 bucks a month, dude. Come on.
Yeah, that's fine. Oh, what? I... Can it be soft? <laughs> yeah, dude, it's just a dick. I don't have as to be hot about it. I don't have to be like, yeah, it's my cock. I can just be like, it's my pee pee. <laughs> I don't know. We'll let uh, we'll let the listeners suggest for a hundred bucks that. I mean, like, putting it into context... There's just, like, one creepy guy that pays? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking is going to happen. It's going to be, like... Because you have a lot of dudes... Like, I think that you must be just oblivious to gay dudes trying to fuck you, or you just enjoy the attention so much that you just lead them on. But you have, like, in your life, like, 40 dudes who are not, like, out that they're gay, but they live their life to try and fuck you. And they were my friends. (laughs) This is probably a bummer for them to know that they've been seen like this. Because they're for sure watching this right now with like cock in hand. Like, hey, is he talking about me? (laughs) I don't think of Eli like that. Now let him talk again. (laughs) But like I've met a couple of them where we've been out. And I've just noticed that like at the beginning of the night, we're all like hanging out and drinking. And at the end of the night, they're being like real handsy and like trying to wrestle with you. And you're like, yeah, jujitsu. But it's. For them, it's not jujitsu. For them, it's love. I got to say, this is news to me. I know. <laughs> I know. But you're going to, now that I've brought I just, it up. I just think, like, if, if guys are hitting my mentions, like, yeah, of course, I'm a great guy. <laughs> That's such a great worldview to have. Like, of course, people are hitting me. I rule. <laughs> I have a lot of girls complain that they're like, everything's, you make everything about you. And I was like, well, it is. We're talking about me right now. <laughs> You're making things about me. Well, I happen to be my favorite subject. <laughs> <laughs> be more interesting. How about you be more interesting? Then we'll talk about you. I had this girl uh, just DM me earlier today and was like, I, I broke up with my boyfriend. And I was like, all right, let's hang out. And she was like, actually, I need to hang out with someone like who cares and like understands. And I was like, what are you talking about? I care. And she's like, Eli, all we talk about is you. Let's hang out tomorrow. And I was like, yeah, you're right. See you tomorrow. <laughs> she was asking you to lie. That's that's all social nicety is. Is sometimes people ask you to lie and then you lie back. Like, have you ever heard anyone be like, "Hey, how's your day going?" They're asking you to lie. Say your day's very good so that they can talk about their day. I always say terrible. Yeah, stop doing that. This is, all right, we'll actually keep doing it. You know what? Everybody's different. No, but, you're right, dude. I need to lie more. <laughs> that's <laughs> one thing I've learned. If you can listen to Doctor Mike, you need to drink more, exercise less, lie more. I, I mean, I'll try it. Eat zombie mushrooms. <laughs> The cordyceps will hit on the women for you. <laughs> you know what the cordyceps would have said? No, I care. I want to be there for you. That sounds like a hard day. And then implant And then you go and her, be her hard day. Pow, pow! What was I going to say? Something stupid and honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah. The whole honesty. <laughs> honesty is not the best policy. It is. Because lying takes memory. And then you yes. can't be present in any moment because you're like, which lie am I remembering? I wanted to start lying, and then when I get called out on the lie, I'm like, yeah, whatever. I was lying. That's a funny move. I would like to see how that pans out for you. I would like you to start lying on your credit. But that's like the one thing that I have in my defense. It's like, at the end of the day, at least I'm not a liar. Yeah. That's like all I got. That's very revealing. <laughs> 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 Shit, man. Um... I wish you would step back from that ledge, but <laughs> friend. Is that that song by that guy T.I. saved? No, but that's related. Not... Scott Bring Stapp. Me up to, yeah, what was the whole Lead thing about him Creed. jumping off a ledge? Six feet from the edge, and I'm thinking he... So he performed at a music festival in Orlando, 
And then I assume, like, for the first time, he heard himself perform. And he was like, oh, God. So he jumped off a building to try and kill himself. <laughs> so he's on the 16th floor. And he's like, I'm going to jump and end Creed. I don't need to Scott Stapp anymore. And so he jumped off and he landed on the 14th floor. And he broke both of his legs but didn't die. T.I., also doing that music festival, was hanging out with a buddy on his porch, smoking a blunt. Just having a great time being T.I. Then they heard, like, weird moaning noises. They're like, the fuck is that? So they went on the roof, and they just found, like, a crusty white dude with broken legs. They don't know who he is. They listen to good music. So they're, <laughs> they're like, hey, man, you want to smoke this blunt? And the guy's like, yeah, sure. So they smoked the blunt with him and convinced him not to kill himself. And that was how T.I. stopped the lead singer of Creed from killing himself. And it's just a real story. That's insane. I found that out because, like, I was with you. We went to San Francisco to go do a show uh, and, like, hang out with some of your friends. And you had to fly back to L.A. uh, early. So I stayed with your friends and went to the Audiotistic Music Festival. And T.I. performed on the festival. I was on, like, Three Points of Molly. So I was having like a really good. What time. were you wearing again? Uh, I bought a NASA jumpsuit. I bought like a, bought, like a onesie. So it was like mid thigh, yeah. <laughs> blue jersey material with a hood, uh, and like I had just bleached my hair, so it was all blonde. And uh, so I'm hanging out with a bunch of strangers, just on a bunch of Molly. And Ti came on, and it was his like daughter's third birthday, and her name is Eris. Her last name is Harris, so her name is Eris Harris. <laughs> Like, that's on her birth certificate. I mean, he's a rapper. He's all about rhyming. Harris, Harris. <laughs> so cool. None of his other kids have stupid names like that. But so he gets up, and he, and so he's, like, singing and, like, making everybody wish his daughter a happy birthday. And then he gets her, like, a giant, huge thing of roses. And his wife, Tiny, is up there. And so then they have, like, a little baby, Harris. Tiny. Yeah. And uh, they're singing. And then he's like, this next song is for my daughter. And then he holds his daughter and sings the song, Whatever You Like, which I thought at first I was like, this is so nice. He's like, I'm rich, baby. You can have whatever you like. like yeah, whatever. I'll get you a jet and like stuff. But then he sang the chorus while he shook his baby like Simba. So he went, late night sex, so wet, so tight <laughs> with a fucking baby. <laughs> like, I mean, that's how it was made. Like a pedophile advertisement. <laughs> he was like, late night sex, so wet, so tight, ready here. <laughs> and... I was like rolling. I was like, what the fuck's happening? And so I did more research on TI and then I found out about the suicide stuff and then the whole business with the gynecologist. Did you ever read about that? Yeah. When he was asking if her hymen was intact. Yeah. He was like, my daughter's 18. Her cherry better still be there. And the doctor's like, it could go away. It doesn't just leave from sex. Like it could break for any number of reasons. Like gymnastics, like horseback riding. And TI was like, she ain't do none of that shit. <laughs> like he was... Like in the interview, and then he yeah, went. He didn't give a fuck. And then he went on. I don't remember what talk show it was, but to try and clear his name, and did a terrible job. <laughs> like just did not exonerate himself whatsoever. And now him and his wife have like a jillion rape accusations. Oh yeah, which is ruining my ability to tell the joke about him saving a <laughs> life. <clears throat> he has a, a podcast called Expeditiously because I guess he said that word once, and people were like, "Oh, Ti knows big words." It's called Expeditiously with the T-I in capitals. Uh-huh. And it's just him interrupting people to say nothing for That's like an awesome. hour. So he's just copying Nick Cannon now? <laughs> I just heard Nick Cannon has had four, seven kids by like four women in the last like I think he had like four kids in the last year. Yeah. Yeah, I saw like a meme that was like what sounds illegal but isn't. And he's like super into Jesus too. everywhere. Really? Yeah, he gets mad if you insult Jesus. That's hilarious. 
I was oh wait, didn't he get like real into like the Black Jesus thing where he's like, because there's a whole sect of like Ethiopian Orthodoxy that is like, yo, Jesus was black African, like we're the OG church, fuck Israel. We yeah, got, they're like, like black Jews for Jesus. There's the black Israelites too, yeah, but they believe in Jesus, which yeah. makes them not Jews. I don't. Also, Jesus was brown. Popular science has a picture of him. He was brown he like and round. He does. He looks like he works at a bodega in New York. Like he, he, he looks like he too, could though. like really hook you up with a Lucy and a great Reuben or something. <laughs> you know? Have you ever bought a Lucy? No. I I was watching some show. Oh, high people uh, or high a, that's illegal. High maintenance. Uh, who gives a shit? I don't know. It's just weird. So is ketamine that you? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I go to a doctor. Oh, okay. Most of the time. <laughs> But uh, Once. I, I was watching the show High Maintenance, amazing show. It's the story of a marijuana dealer in New York, and it just kind of like follows him and then all of his clients. It's, just, it's like a very Humans of New York kind of thing. But anyway, there's a, a girl buying Lucy's at a bodega in New York, and I was like, oh, man, I haven't bought a Lucy in forever because it used to be a quarter for a Newport at this place next to the 12-step program, and I would go in and I would take 50 cents and get two Lucy's. And I, I just like that's such a weird... For how much? 50 cents for two cigarettes. It's a good deal. For them. <laughs> no, I've heard them going for like one to three dollars. Yeah, if you're outside a bar and drunk. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I'm so glad I don't smoke, smoke cigarettes anymore. They're so gross. I don't think I've known you since you did. The, the, no. Whenever my friends do, I'm just like, yeah, I need to get out of here. Yeah. That was one of the things I hated about stand-up comedy is that I would just all my clothes would just smell like cigarettes at the end of the night. Because really? everyone would just be outside smoking. Well, then don't go outside. I know I have nicotine. But I got a network. Stuff. You don't you don't even do that though. You do now. I'm so proud of you. You're growing as a man. Do you, all the time when I lose stuff, it's right here on the couch. <laughs> I always have to check under my fat. Like, is there a is there a bar there? <laughs> it's fucking so annoying. Alright, I got one of the things. Do you have the Escobar? I, it's under my other fat. I I, think I was gonna I'm ask to hit that, but now that it's I don't care. No, I need to hit it. I was just searching for it frantically. Half of all these things. Probably got another one in just, there. No, probably. Dude, I can shoot it pretty far with my stomach. Like, like Jesus, pretty, right? Like, <laughs> like, it's pretty good. I used to do that with pencils in class. If you put a pencil, it's so weird that I just hit it immediately. <laughs> whatever. But I used to do it with pencils in class because you just stick them in there and you fold it, and then like if you just like release that fat real good, you shoot a pencil pretty far. I used to do that with my boner. <laughs> what? What? You fucked your belly? Like flex it. Oh like yeah. A pencil. I got kicked out of class for that once. For flexing your boner at people? I was showing my friend. I was like, "Hey, look at this." <laughs> and the teacher's like, "Eli, what the fuck? Get out. <laughs> Meet me in my office." <laughs> Dude, I had a flashback. So I did like a lot of dumb partying in high school, and I had like this idea that if you could drink a lot really fast, it would impress people. <laughs> <laughs> so one time, I remember there was this girl I had a crush on. We, we invited her over to an apartment party. My best friend had an apartment at the time. So we're all drinking at the apartment. I had a water bottle full of vodka, and I took it. And I, you know when you can chug a bottle real fast by squeezing and turning on a plastic bottle? So I did that with the vodka real fast. I was like, oh, look how cool I am, everybody. You drank the whole thing? Yeah. And so we're all like, wow, you just did like eight shots of vodka very fast. Like, that's so crazy. And then like- That's fucked up. Maybe an hour and a half later, 
I'm standing over the sink as the girl I have a crush on walks out of the bathroom and she makes eye contact with me as I go, <laughs> just scream puking. <laughs> so like I kept trying it for some reason. Like you, you kept drinking that night? No. Oh yeah, of course. But uh, <laughs> I just lost my booze. Like I get pour in there. Yeah, I get that. So like what I remember the worst party though, I was at my buddy Ethan's house. And at the beginning of the night, I took blueberry Smirnoff and lime Smirnoff and just poured them together into a Dickie's barbecue cup until it was like mostly full. And then just put like a splash of Sprite and then chugged that. And I was like, I'm ready to fucking party. So I did like 10 shots to start the night. So I was like, I'm a fucking man. Not a man. Not a man. An idiot child. So I'm immediately drunk as people start showing up to the party. <laughs> so I'm like, hi, welcome. <laughs> Everybody's like, what the fuck's wrong with that guy? So I'm like, I mean, you know, trying, I'm just drunkenly hitting on every girl there, but like not like, so is you. What are you doing? And like, everyone's like, hey, we're talking. Like, why are you like drunkenly falling on this girl I'm talking to? So eventually, like, I'm like pissing everyone off. That's why I quit drinking. And I decide nothing matters. So I start going around to person by person at the party, challenging people, tell me something that matters. <laughs> and then they would tell me something that matters, and I would just yell at them about why it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, my family matters. Like, Your family doesn't fucking love you. They just love money. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> Last time I Next. Pe- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it gets worse. <laughs> so then two of my friends that are there uh, who are like in a gang and fight, they're like two very strong black guys, are like, hey, man, stop doing that, or we're going to hit you. And I was like, <laughs> you guys want to hit me? I'm bigger than you. And they're like, we'll knock you the fuck out. So then we go outside for them to try and calm me down. I strip naked <laughs> and I start running through the neighborhood screaming that nothing matters. And they're trying to chase me down, but they're also that kind of gangster where they're real homophobic. They're like, I ain't gonna touch that man, he's naked, you know? So then I'm running through a very nice neighborhood in South Lake screaming that nothing matters, drunk in 16. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go to pee on a yard and I pass out into my pee. <laughs> so I just like, I pee and I just fall into my pee. <laughs> so they're all taking turns kicking me because they're mad. And they, I finally like wake up and I'm like, oh, it really hurts. So I put some pants on and I'm sitting in the front porch. They take turns punching me in the face. And so like, <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm like, no, this matters. And then they go, pop. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, this doesn't even matter. <laughs> so that happens for like a while until I'm like unconscious. And then they carry me inside and put me on a couch. And then everybody at the party takes turns drawing Sharpie stuff on my face. They're like, let's put dicks on his face. You know, we'll put like, come here. So I get just Sharpie the fuck out. And then the next morning, I have to work at the pizza place <laughs> I worked at. So I wake up and I'm like, I just, I'm hung over on the couch. I'm, everything hurts so bad. And I'm like, whoa, what a night, you know? So I like get in my work clothes and I go to work. And I show up and I walk in. I'm like 10 minutes late. And my boss is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, it's 10 minutes, man. Like, chill. And he's like, no, what the fuck's on your face? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Because I haven't looked in a mirror yet. Like, I just woke up on the couch and went straight to work. <laughs> so Sharpie all over my face, and I'm at the pizza place, like ready to work, boss. Oh man! And yeah. your advice at the beginning of the show was to drink more, yeah. exercise less. the The last time, <laughs> the last time I threw up from alcohol was like years, maybe like five or six years ago. I took a shot of 151, uh-huh. and I was like, "Oh god!" And there was a guy standing with a cup, and I was like, "What's in that?" And he's like, "151." And I was like, "Good joke, asshole!" And I take a shot. It was 151. <laughs> And then I puke immediately. Uh-huh. And then I just kept drinking. Hey, is that a weed pen? Yeah. Is that yours? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was mine that I lost. Never mind. Do you need marijuana? No. Because I, just... I don't have any. This is CBD. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, <laughs> um, subscribe to our Patreon if you want us to admit that we're smoking weed. Yeah, that's what we do there, basically. So just admit all the things that I'm joking about. <laughs> hey, this part was a joke. <laughs> Behind the curtains. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I think like I probably went so hard in high school and that one year of college that I just... I. I've mellowed out. A, actually, I actually haven't mellowed out very much. I'm still an idiot. But now it takes longer yeah. to recover. You're not an insane alcoholic anymore. No, You're no. Just no. a regular one. Yeah. It ebbs and flows. I I didn't start drinking until I was like 18 or 19. Yeah, I didn't start until I think 16. I had already done acid and ecstasy and mushrooms. And yeah, wasn't ecstasy your first drug? Painkillers. Yeah, ecstasy was my first drug. I, I went to a party on a Friday. And the guy that showed up had a bunch of yellow Pac-Mans, and he had one that fell into his gear shaft. So it was my job while everybody was inside partying to take apart the gear shaft on his fucking shitty Honda Civic and pull up the little plastic holder for the shifty thing and dig out the yellow Pac-Man, which I did and took, and I did, like, nothing. So then I was bummed and hung out with everybody. And then Sunday I went back for a Super Bowl party and smoked a bunch of weed out of an apple and a hookah. And then, like, two days later I did a bunch of acid. I saw this thing on Instagram that had... It's it's a wooden table, like mm-hmm. a park bench, and there's a hole drilled in the side and the top. Oh, community pipe. Yeah. Have mm-hmm. you seen that before? I've seen that on the internet. I would never use one in public. I'd Ew. try it. Really? You'd community pipe? Yeah. Dude, speaking of pipes, my mom got me this pipe <laughs> in Santa Fe. It's... Hold it up. I broke that. it. No, but <laughs> it comes apart for cleaning. But the guy that made it is named Little Lakeview. That's his Native American name, which is hilarious because it sounds like a subdivision. <laughs> like, where do you live? Little Lakeview, right? But he was like, my mom was there on like a little vacation with. Is that like, a little turquoise? Knob? Yeah, there's a little turquoise in there. It's New Mexico. They have to legally. And then there's like <laughs> <laughs> some little dangly leathers, but it's so pretty and it's like all hand drilled. It's made for smoking the marijuanas. I feel like I would, it would sully it to even use it. And it comes with this nice wood. To set it on. Yeah, I saw you carrying that in in bubble wrap, and I was like, did you bring a bubble wrapped piece of wood? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I'm, gl- I'm just glad there's a cool pipe on top of it. Don't be a fool, bubble wrap your tool. <laughs> hey. No, I just, I don't know. I've, I got to find like a good thing to celebrate by smoking out of that. Uh, how about the fact we got 2,500 views in two days on our first episode? We're big on doing crazy shit. Like, the new listeners don't know this. We had a TikTok clip blow up and hit a million views. And we had one that hit like 600,000. And I said on an episode, if we hit a million, I'll let you guys pick a tattoo. And we hit a million. And then, then like the next day, literally like the next fucking day on the story about me wearing a thong to school. And then the viewers picked Gary Faust, our old producer. So I have a tattoo because of this podcast. So. We could figure out something to figure out for me to smoke that, and then I don't know what. Do you have any ideas? Five thousand views. If we get five thousand views, I will do heroin. Is that that a good contest? I don't know. Like, yeah, I like that. Let's 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 fly to Oregon. Is it legal? Oh, they decriminalized everything. Yeah, yeah. Didn't they do that as a promo for the Eric Andre special? How about the first time we can afford? Plane tickets to Oregon from uh, ad revenue. We go to Oregon and try heroin? Yeah. 
God damn it. That's (laughs) if we get good heroin that's not cut with fentanyl, we don't shoot it up. Just do fentanyl and just do like it less. I don't know how much to do. According to what am I, Mac Miller? DOJ. (laughs) I'm not good at my fentanyl dosing. Dude, I read Mac Miller's entire the guy who sold him the fentanyl, I read his entire um criminal complaint that like they they write up to indict him. Okay. Mac Miller was regularly getting prostitutes for seven hundred dollars an hour. Wow. And he used to rap about how he would never pay for pussy. Well, yeah, of course. All rappers lie. Snoop Dogg doesn't even smoke weed. Yeah, bitches ain't <laughs> tricks but hoes and shit. They right. all have you gotta stop walking in front of the camera. They all have no, you can. they all have uh only wives and kids. Yeah. Look at uh what's uh, I almost called him Cuba Gooding Jr. Ice Cube was a, <laughs> was a <laughs> dude Ice I, Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> the first movie I ever saw Cuba Gooding Jr. in was Radio. So I, <laughs> I just thought he was retarded. So every time I saw him in another movie, I was like, "Wow, he's really good for a retarded person." <laughs> <laughs> This guy's incredible. <laughs> yeah, what if that was him as himself and then every other movie? He's <laughs> Radio just... was just a biopic. <laughs> That's how you pronounce that? I believe so. I thought it was biopic. <sighs> that sounds more like a medical term, though. It does. That's one of those words that like I, I never hear spoken. I just read. I still, in my head, every time I see the word, say BDism. Because like before I talked to any adults about BDSM or knew what that was, Sounds I just like saw it on porn sites as a children and was like, that's how you pronounce that, BDism. What's weird about porn as I get older is there's a, a category called teen. Yeah. I never thought about that because I was, I'd been a teen that whole time. Yeah. Like now it's like, up, that's weird if that's, your, if that's what you're into. It that's is, isn't it? fucking creepy. It is. There's... There's a lot of very creepy stuff when you like start looking at it. Like when you think about all of the the Disney Channel original movies and every girl actress that they've made famous, they just started whoring her up at like 10. And we're just like, all right, we're going to put you in a sitcom. We're going to make you sexually attractive and commercially viable and make you like the hot girl. And, and like, what's his name? Dan Schneider? Yeah. Is that the one that's like the super pedophile? That just like orchestrated. And like, so all these shows that I grew up on, like having a giant crush on Hillary Duff from Lizzie McGuire and Amanda Bynes from the Amanda Bynes show or Amanda show and like Lindsay Lohan, like all these people. And then like you see what their lives got turned into and they were all just like cogs in a machine to entertain people. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah. I have a friend, Christian, from my MMA team that swears that Dan Schneider made him have a foot fetish. Mm, no, I think probably uh, while he was breastfeeding, his mom He's was like his sticking his toe, her, her toes up there or something, and he like you think that went too? from nipple to toe. Dan Schneider is like a pedophile, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Also, I you have like, to be to be fucking 50 and only work with children. I want someone to do like some psychology work on foot fetishes because they're one of the ones I understand the least. The foot yeah. is not a sexual part of the body. It, it's, you, it's not even you, an erogenous even like when Is that you, the right word? Yeah, erogenous. But like even like the foot fucking where they put their feet together like a diamond and foot jobs. The foot jobs. Yeah, like even that it's. Have you you searched weird shit on porn, right? Like not even for sexual. No, no, just to, just, just to to look see at what it. happens. My I searched a Nazi once, and uh-huh. there's just a full Hitler speech, like hour long on D- Pornhub. Dude, on like 
uh, my friend in high school was dating this girl, and she broke up with him because she saw that he was looking at porn, like saw on his computer, like his search history and saw porn. So she broke up with him. They got back together. He got mad at her. And so he was like, hey, let's find the most fucked up porn to put on my search history just to fuck with her. <laughs> so we spent like hours. Back back in the day, XNXX was the, the move. They had everything. I know that one. Yeah, the blue with the yellow letters. So okay. <laughs> Or whatever. <laughs> sure. uh, but so we found like the, the best one, and it still is fun to search to this day just to see if it's still around, spermoplasmoids from outer space. It's I haven't seen that. Four dudes dressed in like full, really nice practical effects makeup, like pterodactyls. Oh, I have seen Gang that. Banging a chick. I have seen that pterodactyl porn. Yeah, and they're all there's two dudes dressed like pterodactyls, uh-huh. and they're going like this. Yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah. So and there's a girl just blowing both of them. No, no, no. So it's four of them. There's four guys. So it starts off with that. But the the best part of the entire fucking thing is she's in the middle. She's on top of one pterodactyl who's on the ground doing her butt. And then there's another pterodactyl on top of her doing her her pussy. And then there's a pterodactyl on each side of her, one in her hand and one in her mouth. And all four pterodactyls are flapping their arms. And she's just getting four dick down with flapping pterodactyls. And it's the funniest thing. I did. I saw that on X. There were like at least 10 other people on set having to watch that and not laugh hysterically. Wait, can we talk about how your dad commented? Was that on one of the more recent ones? Was that on the oh, gig, on the gig, Drinking Bros one or one of the older ones? It Your dad commented saying, "I agree with Eli. Pornhub's the best." Yeah, that was that was uh, the Bill Dawes episode. All right. Yeah. Uh, at least your dad's not gay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think uh, he doesn't know this, but he helped me find a porn site one time because he forgot to clear his history. When I was like 14, I went to use the family computer to jerk off, and then when I went to type in like a porn site, something called Easy Gals popped up, and I was like, "What's Easy Gals? No one else uses this computer. I don't know it." And it's a porn. It was a like the old link sites like 89.com, where it would just be a link bank, and it would just be like alphabetized, and then it would be like. Ass, anal, anal gaping, ass to ass, ass to mouth. And it would just be like all A's. Ass to and, ass? Yeah. <laughs> the hell is that? Uh, what do you like think a double sided dream? Du- yeah, exactly. Okay. Ass to ass, yeah. <laughs> is that a song? <laughs> no, that's what they chant. That sounds like Requiem a TI song. <laughs> yeah. Which really wouldn't make sense. Right? Can we at least make him work as a suicide hotline operator as penance for his crimes against humanity? Hey, man, you want to do that? I'm thinking about killing myself. Don't. It's me, Rubber Band Man. I called the suicide <laughs> hotline once, and they told me I'm not depressed enough, and basically, like... Another great suicide. Hang up. Call the suicide hotline and start talking dirty talk to them, and then kill yourself. Ooh, that is good. That's fucking hilarious. Like, oh, I had the wrong number. Oh. <laughs> or work at a suicide hotline and start dirty talking to the suicidal person. Oh, that would yeah. probably cure them. I just don't know what to do with it. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, what are you what are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you right now? You wanna come over maybe? Like that's how you save lives is just by being so horny. <laughs> like there's that old joke. I I started hearing it when I was you know, young old guys would always have that weird dirty joke they tell you, but there's a lady and she's up on a bridge and she's about to jump off and kill herself. And this old homeless guy walks up and he goes, Well, if you're about to kill yourself, do you mind if I have sex with you? She goes, No, I'm not gonna do that. He goes, well, are you still going to kill yourself? She goes, yeah. He goes, all right, I'll just get you down there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is only a misdemeanor. <laughs> you can't get in that much trouble for fucking a dead body. I didn't make the rules. Don't get mad at me. You have to deal with the mental consequences of you fucked a dead body. If you're into that, then that's not really a concern. 
Yeah, I'm with you there. I was just like talk about a dead fish. How how long how would you fuck a dead body? Nope. Not at all? No. To death. Would you fuck someone to death? No. Have you seen Shameless? That's murder. Have you seen Shameless? Yeah. You know the part where he fucks the girl to death? No. It's like the first or second season, Frank wants to bang this chick that's like a butterface. She has huge tits, but like a janky face, and she's on a heart transplant list. And while he's over at her house to bang her, she gets a call to get a new heart, and he's like, nah, and says that she's already gone. And she knows that if she has an orgasm, her heart rate will get too high, and she'll die. But she's like just decided she's not going to ever get the heart. So she's like, Frank, bang me. So he bangs her. She comes. Heart rate goes up. She dies. It's kind of hot. Would you? I mean, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Better response. Uh, but would you? Would you do that? No. No. All right. That's um. Yeah. There's nothing I would find uh, pleasurable about that. You just said that's hot. That was a joke. <laughs> sure. I don't know, man. I would. What are you, a comedian now? I would murder someone, but I wouldn't <laughs> fuck them to death. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I was like, where did, who's this I guy? Want... I don't even know this person. He wouldn't there's, even there's... fuck a dead body. Like, who's my co-host? <laughs> there's something about like mixing two pleasures that just doesn't. It doesn't potentiate. Yeah, you the don't want to shit where you eat or stab where you eat. You don't want to eat where you eat. You don't want to fuck where you eat. Because I had a thing with my. That's ex-girlfriend. what shit where you eat means. We talked about how. Like eating cookies is amazing and mm-hmm. sex is amazing. Let's eat cookies while we have sex. I ate a piece of key lime pie off of Brittany's ass. It was incredible. Was, but your dick wasn't in her though. No. So I was stroking. Uh huh. And eating cookies? Yeah. I, oh, I, I had the first bite and I was like, this is, I don't like this. Oh, dude, you should do a doggy style. I need, style. I need the, one or the other. Right, right over where you're going in so the crumbs fall in and it's like ribbed. You're like, yeah, I'm giving you that M&M dick, girl. I would you rather like fuck someone to death. You like that? You like those little Keebler elves helping me out? You know <laughs> what I'm saying? I'm trying to get in that treehouse. That's how you get a yeast infection. Whatever. Do you want ants? Because that's how you get ants. <laughs> this is how you get ants. <laughs> Centipedes in my vagina? It's more likely than you think. <laughs> so are you clean? Well, I don't have herpes, but I do have ants. Yeah. <laughs> I have a weird STD. It's a colony of ants. <laughs> the queen lives on my clit. Yeah, put it in my <laughs> ant hole. <laughs> oh, God, are those fire ants? I uh, never do no, ants. those are mouth. open sores. <laughs> ant to mouth? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, then the dog put really Put your thorax couldn't... in my horax. <laughs> they can lift ten times their own weight, so I'm just using them to just spread it open for me. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Dude, I you know about how ant ants, farms. ants can like communicate with each other through the antenna and their smells. I didn't know about that. Yeah, but I was I was thinking that like everyone agrees that humans are the most advanced and intelligent species on Earth. Yeah, I'm starting to think that we're not, and we're actually more of the lesser intelligent beings. And the fact that we have all this technology and art and creations to like express ourselves is actually more evident of like overcompensating for our weakness to communicate. Because I feel like other animals are more better at, like, dare I say telepathy. Well, I wanted to argue with you, but then you said the phrase more better. So Did I? Yeah. So I'm going to go with animals are definitely smarter on this one, <laughs> for sure. They're more better at communicating, for sure. I didn't I even realize I said that. I would hope not. But Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something, okay. and if you disagree with me, you're agreeing with my point. Fuck. <laughs> I hate these chess matches <laughs> where Eli's like, watch me be wrong and you'll agree. <laughs> Arguments are proof that the English language is an inefficient form of communication. Uh, no. 
See, arguments right. are proof. That, no, 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 because yeah, that's a false dichotomy. You're you're presenting a binary option of arguments are either proof that the English language is bad or proof that the English language is good. Well, I feel but like the if, real thing is that arguments stem from an inability to grasp the English language. Exactly, hence more better. I think that if you could truly understand what I was thinking, you would agree with me. And the disagreement Well, then use comes, your fucking antennas and stick out some hormones and I'll smell I don't have some. them. The best I can do is fucking technology and art. Yeah, well, then get better at texting. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're telling me that oh, emojis dude. aren't as good as antenna? I am the worst texter. Yeah. Maybe, I'll just, I'll, maybe I'll just, I'll it's type not something. that animals are smarter than people. It's maybe that animals are smarter than you. Ma yeah, maybe <laughs> I'm just retarded. Yeah. I'll text you shit. This is a thing I only do with, like... People that I've been friends with long enough to know that like they're already locked into my friendship. Mm -hmm. I'll just start typing and then I'll be like, uh, like I'll start spelling it wrong and be like, yeah, I fucking figure it out. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I remember like the transition point in our friendship where that started happening because <laughs> it went from like we would text and you would just be like a slow bad texter, and then it went to like you would always text back, but sometimes there'd just be a bunch of K's and H's in it for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, uh, I, I think this, I can kind of get what he's trying to say, but. Uh, I don't know. I mean, in the wild, not that many animals of the same species fight with each other. But you know why we know that? Because humans went and learned it and then communicated that information to us. Not that well. Uh, you know it. Yeah, but I could be wrong. Okay, well, then your point is based on bad information, which kind of proves your point. That's, <laughs> this is so annoying. This is so annoying. You figured out how to not be wrong, even when you're wrong. This is like the male fantasy right here. I, I figured out how to argue and always be right. <laughs> yeah, being single is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, dude, being in a relationship is awesome. It, dude, having a, like a wife is dope as shit. I thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah, you're very good at lying. <laughs> no, like, I almost believe that. No, and like it's we've been cooking a lot lately. Do you know how nice cooking is? I can is? tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I get fatter when I eat out. Cooking at home isn't as bad. Ooh, you you usually cook healthy shit too. Yeah, it depends. It depends. But like, it's either healthy shit or dessert. You know what's real crazy is she introduced me. Did you know seasonings? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I thought <laughs> you're not a you're not a seasoner. <laughs> I wasn't a big seasoner. Like I just assumed like salt and pepper. You add them if the chef. Did I mean, a you've job. cooked for me before. Yeah, but that was it was great. That yeah, like because I I had like I had a bunch of very. Then you bad, ran off with Brittany and had to pretend to be straight. I had a bunch of bad food opinions that I started sharing with people that work in the food industry, and they get really mad. Like one time, I said that if you cook with onions, you're a bad chef because it means that you can't make good flavors without using onions as a crutch. And then a bunch, <laughs> and then a bunch of professional chefs are like, "The fuck's wrong with you?" And I was like, "I don't like onions, and if you can't make a dish, I don't like you're bad at your job." <laughs> And then, <laughs> this is really a reflection on me. And then you know what they did to prove me wrong is they made me like onions. They cooked onion dishes. I was like, I was like All right, good. You're, you're onions pretty. are great. No, I made a, a salsa. Okay, you should come over and try it. I I grew these jalapenos myself. I'm scared already. I snipped them off. <laughs> I don't know why. I put them in a blender with pineapples, onions, and garlic. Great. It's amazing. That's all you did. Yeah. Next time, or put take, some salt and pepper in. No, 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 next just time, salt. Take those jalapenos. And get your cast iron real hot and blister them on both sides. Oh, I I did that after I grinded up. I'm a, they tasted too green. I, I mm -hmm. poured the liquid into into a pan and just Cooked let it, it let it bubble for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tomatillos. Remember when I said three, and I'm gonna call it. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna up that to six. Okay. 
Because this is a relapse. All right. I'm going to make it count. Is that like your way of asking Coop to get you more drinks? Yeah. <laughs> I was just, I was more saying that so you would be more polite. Like you would be I, like, I feel Hi, like an could, asshole. Could you please get me uh, more beverages. I've been asking the producers, like, hey, can you put this here, this here? And I'm like, dude, I feel like a fucking asshole. Like, With, I'm not the one paying you guys. I, but it works really good because I would never ask for anything. Like, I'm the kind of person that goes over to someone's house and they're like, would you like a glass of water? And I'm like, no, I don't want to inconvenience you in any way. I feel like they always do that in movies too. Like, you hungry? And they're always like, no, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like, why? If someone's offering you food, they want to give you food, right? I think or is that, that just one of those things where they're lying to be polite? Yes, it's that. I think most of the time, people are offering I'm never gonna stuff figure this shit out. because they're like, hey, if I say a nice thing and then you sit, like, there's a whole, I think it's somewhere in the Middle East has a, like, a practice that when you want to give someone a <laughs> gift, they have to deny the gift three times before they can accept it. So someone will be like, hey, Ahmed, I got you this camel. And then you'd be like, here's the camel. And Ahmed would be like, I couldn't possibly accept this camel from you. Uh, you so, did you get one for you? No. You're good? Okay. Trade me flavors. Uh, it, but he would be like, hey, Ahmed, I got this camel for you. And Ahmed would have to be like, no, I can't take this camel. And he'd be like, no, Ahmed, I got this camel specifically for you. And Ahmed would be like, no, I really can't take the camel. And he'd be like, Ahmed, take the camel. I got you this camel. And Ahmed would be like, I can't possibly. I couldn't do this. And then the guy would be like, Ahmed, take the fucking camel. And Ahmed would be like, okay, thank you so much for the camel. <laughs> And that's like a cultural practice there, and you have to know that. I like how you're going with Ahmed and camels. (laughs) No, camel was the gift. Because I think that I I remember it was Middle East, and that feels like a better name to use than Mohammed. Whatever they want. I've heard they fuck the camels. See, like, this is the thing. I, I know that there is, like, we joke about this as Americans with stereotypes, like, they fuck the camel. But no, also, they do. My friends who were in the Marines went to Afghanistan, and they saw people fucking goats. That's where I'm at with it, is, like, in my head, I'm like, that can't possibly be true. That's got to be a crazy caricature no, and a racist stereotype. And then you talk to people that go over there, and they're like, yeah, they fuck camels. Yeah, but imagine not dealing with women. That's, like, the best fleshlight ever. It's already you would, warm. It's at... It's at waist high. You can just walk up to it. Get a flashlight. Put it in a pot of water. Put that pot of water into a second pot of water. Heat the second pot of water up so that no direct contact if heat happens. Take out the pocket pussy. Warm pocket pussy. Why do you need to fuck a camel, Eli? You know what would be easier than that? Walking up to a goat. You I'm think not so? Have a fucking you think so? Have you ever talked to a goat? Being Walter White. Have you White ever talked to a goat? A they scream. Big pussy. I was just describing a double boiler. But also. Have you met goats? Have you ever been to a petting zoo? You think you're gonna fuck a goat that easy? They don't want to be fucked. It's not like you find one that does. You got most bite. girls don't want to fuck me. <laughs> so but every now and then. So you're telling me it's easier to find a consenting goat than to double boil a fleshlight? Yes. Where are you getting this goat surplus? That you t- there's plenty of goats in the sea. Are you on plenty of goats? I don't know, but if you disagree, then you're agreeing that. He are you on tender for goats? <laughs> Or is it grinder? Are goats gay? I thought that goats were the I'm boys and lambs were the girls. Or that lambs were the, something with lambs, sheep, and boys and girls and goats. I thought those were all the same animal. That wasn't a good sentence. Animals are better communicators. <laughs> Camel, just C-A-M-L. <laughs> all the dating apps just have like the last vowel removed. <laughs> the best dating app for sure, though, is the one that's just called Hole. It's a gay That's app a thing? just called Hole. How do you know about all this gay stuff? So I, the guy that I used to work with in L.A., uh, Chris. Chris has been gay in Los Angeles for like 40 years. <laughs> well, because like there's like different cities to be. Like if you're gay in Lincoln, Nebraska, 
you're not going to fucking know any cool gay shit. But Chris has been not only gay, but gay and out for a long time in one of the most accepting gay cities that's a huge city. So not only is he gay, but he has like all of the ins to gay culture and all of the subculture, which to me, coming from Texas and hearing about this, is fascinating. Like he had a whole gay news site called The Gayly Grind. And it was just the same news that I would read, but gay. <laughs> like, like, so the same news that you yeah, read. <laughs> like, and then he would just be like, oh, check it out. For fall, they're doing pumpkin spice poppers. And I was like, what are poppers? He's like, it's amyl nitrate. It's a little smelling salt, and it feels pretty good, and it makes your butthole loosen. Have you done that? No. I did that in Amsterdam without the gay butt sex. Oh, okay. I was like, this is new. It's, it's like toxic if you touch it to your skin or inhale it. So you have to like inhale it, but like hold it far enough away to where you just get the vapors and not the liquid. And um, I, I don't remember. I, I can't describe what it felt like, but it made my face very hot. Yeah, that's and how was, I feel it about was cool. it was doing too much niacin. $5. Yeah, it, it gave you a little niacin flush. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, Chris taught me one time we were in Arizona for a work event together. And he was telling me that he was on Grinder, like searching for gay guys, and he was explaining. So the way Grinder works is there's no matching; it's just it shows you if you have the free version, the 300 closest people that are online right now, and it ranks them one through 300, with one being the closest and 300 being the furthest. And so he was saying when he visits other cities, the way to find out how gay friendly they are is to see how far away the 300th furthest person is. So he was like, you know, if I'm in Reno, Nevada. The furthest person away is gonna be like twenty-seven miles because there's only like that many gays in Reno. If I'm in like Phoenix, Arizona, the gay the furthest gay is gonna be like fifteen miles because there's more, but there's not that many. If I'm in West Hollywood, the furthest gay is gonna be like six feet. <laughs> and so like he was showing me all this and then he was explaining like six Look, inches. This guy right here is twenty seven feet away. He's either on this floor or directly under us. So there's these guys and like they just go around and they use it like Pokemon Go. They're just like they just, like <laughs> follow they're like there's dick this way. But like, let me check my pokey dick. So not only that, one, you can just message anybody right away. You're already matched and you can message them. Nobody uses their names. No one's like, hey, I'm Kevin. I'm looking for penis. It's always like need hole. Like, that's just their name. <laughs> and like he's still to this day, every now and then will just send me a screenshot of a hilarious grinder profile because it'll be like a 50 year old man in like a bikini with a huge cross necklace whose name is like Poppy Loves Cum. <laughs> you know, they I used to think that. The um, the difficulty to get laid mm -hmm. as a straight man and like acquiring a woman mm -hmm. and the pursuit of that led you to become more ambitious and potentially more successful. Mm -hmm. But now I see all these gay guys like they're doing w really well. Alexander the Great was gay, conquered most of the known world before too. he was twenty seven. Yeah, but like every gay dude is like they got their own little interior design company and they're like. They got a nice smile and they have enough money to afford nice clothes. And like, they're all gay guys are usually successful. Um, they have a higher rate of suicide. Exactly. Because <laughs> they're better at it. No, <laughs> no I, so I, was, I mean, suicide is the coolest thing you can do. I thought about this a lot too. Is it like, because in the male female world, like a lot of our interactions are, are driven just in the world in general by the supply and demand. Like, just the economics of genitals. Like, there's a lot of dick, and there's a lot of vagina, and the vagina doesn't want all of the dick, but all of the dick wants all of the vagina. So there's, like, a, like a power dynamic there between the supply and the demand. But there's in a, the a gay world... There's a chink in the supply-demand chain. 
Sorry to Tony Hinchcliffe it up, but. Anyways. <laughs> I did that really long pause so that we can cut that and it makes it look like I'm against racism. So... <laughs> oh, God, I wish I could say racial slurs, but that would, that would be a perfect time to use one. Not because you can say racial slurs, just not one. <laughs> they control the media. <laughs> It's not that one. Anyways. Welcome back to Mike and Kikes. Yeah. <laughs> that was the original name for our podcast. Because he's wasn't. Jewish. He, uh, you said yes. We and joked I, about it once. I had started making the logo. I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. News to me. We're going to have a candy box that looks like a box of Mike and Ikes, but it's going to say Mike and Kikes. And it's going to have me and Eli's we'll finish faces. finish it. Let's it, sell it. Yeah. Giggleboys.com. Get our merch. We already have. We have a shirt with thong on it. This is, is it distracting you? Drawn by you. We have a Giggle Boys just shirt shirt. It's a pretty nice shirt. We're just um, <laughs> we made it, we started off. We made a shirt for abortion one time. We made the fetus. Yeah, the fetus yeah. Shirt. It says legal. This is after Georgia and Alabama made it a felony to get an abortion, which now Texas did too. I know. What the fuck? We got to make a Texas abortion shirt. Yeah. Oh, let's do. Don't mess with fetus. <laughs> we just have like a fetus with a gun. With a gun to its head. Yeah. Oh man, that's awesome! We got to combine the concealed carry with the abortion. I'm telling you, dude, an image of a fetus with a gun is pretty funny. Like he's like, "Don't tread on me," and like shooting the abortion doctor. <laughs> I think that goes against. The Don't tread on me with the, like the, the little fetus in black, and then like a coil of. Oh, and he's in cord. little pieces like the snake. A <laughs> little fetus pieces? <laughs> fetus pieces. We should do that to the Reese's. Do they sell that next to Mike and Kikes? We should do Reese's pieces, but do fetus pieces. We'll have fetus pieces, Mike and Kikes, and red vines, which are just things hooked up to an adrenal gland. <laughs> Did you read the uh, live chat from our first episode? Amazing. I interacted with it for a good portion of it. <laughs> I was having a good time talking with people. The comments, we had a lot of fans of Brett Forte dropping the Canada flag. A lot of people liked him. A lot of people also, uh, we got one person. Commenting. One person was like, this sucks. Yeah, one person said, this sucks. Well, we got your view. Several people were like, Cocksucker. <laughs> what is this? What's happening? What's what's on the Drinking Bros Network? Dude, who, we don't know either. Who we don't these? know what this is. And then I think like my favorite ones, though, were the things that just had literally nothing to do with the show. It's just people like having their own conversations. Like, hey, what are you guys doing today? That was 95% of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just like to picture people that are so lonely that they're like, you know how I'm going to get my social interaction? Start a podcast. I'm going to go, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, they go on a Giggle Boys chat and they're like, I'm going to get in here. Also, hey, I, bring your loneliness over to Giggle Boys. We'll take care of you. Yeah, and join our OnlyFans. We'll really take care of we you. We do have an OnlyFans. OnlyFans.com slash Giggle Boys. That you made while drunk and misspelled your own name. Yeah. <laughs> it's Mike Eaton and Eli Halpum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to help him get a laugh. Yeah, help him come. If you pay enough, shit. Shit. Uh, I, I think I would fuck a guy for less money than most girls. <laughs> I mean that's a pretty good sentence And what I ask a lot of girls like How much would you fuck a random guy for And then they're usually like A million sure Hundred grand No Hundred grand dude I'd Bang a random dude What Do some do some mm -hmm. rules though You gotta come No Is he banging you or are you banging him 
I'm banging. My asshole cannot handle anything going in it. Okay. I can barely handle things coming out. I was about to say. That thing is I ripped for no hemorrhoids. pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. When are we going to finally cancel hemorrhoids and have hermoroids, too? <laughs> it's they hemorrhoids. Yeah. <laughs> My pronouns are ouchie. <laughs> <laughs> Your pronouns are Hershey's. Yeah, (laughs) I've almost put that on my Instagram profile so many times. They ask you to give your pronouns now. I got uh, kicked off Instagram today because I downloaded. I have I'm following more people at Octavius Thunder. I'm following more people than I have followers. So I was like, I want to thin that out for aesthetics, which is gay, but. I downloaded an app because someone pointed out that I had, like, following 6,500 people. And they're like, why do you do that? So I downloaded an app, and it was like there are 4,200 people that I follow that don't follow me back. And I was going through and trying to unclick them. A lot of them are, like, just people that I've known from, like, the motivational speaking world or from Cutco back when I sold knives in that fun pyramid scheme. And uh, then, like, a bunch of them are, like, famous comedians. But the ones that make me laugh really hard are the people that are, like, shitty comics that don't follow me back for some reason. It's like... You're lost, faggot. Yeah. Can I say that? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you can say whatever you want. I don't stand by it. Um, yeah, I, I was scrolling through just to... You do you gotta do, like, a select all thing and then click mm-hmm. unfollow. When I'm scrolling through, I'm like, wait, I know you. Yeah, that's Dick. the ones that hurts, too. Like, there's a... Uh, some people that and should was... follow me back. <laughs> One and of them, I'm in like, his I'm not movie. Gonna, I'm not even going <laughs> to... For the fat thing? Yeah. I, so I, I shortened that up to tell it on stage because it's just funny to talk about. But it's not just like a weight loss movie. It's like a personal development self-help book that's about waking up an hour earlier to like make your day start really great. And I started doing that. And when I did that, I lost like 80 pounds really fast. And so that's why they put me in the movie because everybody else just used it to like start a business and do all this cool stuff. And I lost all that weight. And then the guy that was making the movie was also in the Cutco world. And so he actually became one of my close friends, Nick Conadera. But so I uh, like he follows me back. Uh, but but uh, the guy, Hal Elrod, that made it, I understand why he doesn't follow me. But he's he made that movie. But I'm in the movie. But it was so fun because the premiere was here in Austin at the Alamo Draft House. And I showed up 30 minutes late and like 70 pounds heavier than I was on screen. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like just at the movie and I keep having people come up to congratulate me. You're and, like, I lost and 10 like pounds. Say stuff to me after the movie. And like there was just like a skinnier version of me on screen. And they got to be like, that was really gr- great. That was, gr- that was great. <laughs> like, what's the pause? Were you admiring how much more of me there was to be great? Like- <laughs> well, I'm losing uh, 90 pounds for uh, part two. Yeah. I was so I don't know like it dude my this was a bad idea yeah. I can feel my heartbeat in my bladder that's awesome that's so cool as you get tested for what human no, no, no. you're not <laughs> I <laughs> thank w- you that's always been like I've always been like I think I would be ha- you know people are like oh I'd be happy if I had the job or like the girl or the whatever I'd be happy if I was an alien <laughs> go to Mexico. And don't tell anyone. Ta-da! I think, actually, you do better in Canada. Yeah? Because they're all so polite there that you could just take advantage of everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, would you like to stay at our home? Like, yes, I want the master bedroom. Oh, sorry, you you can have it. (laughs) 
would you like some poutine as well? No, that's poor people food. <laughs> this fucking asshole tried to tell me poutine was poor people food. Did I say that? Yeah. I described the ingredients. You're like, what's poutine? And I was upset you'd never had it. And I said, you should have it. It's fries, cheese curds, and gravy. And you called that poor people food. Can you talk for like 30 seconds while I pee and pretend that I'm still here while the camera points at just you? Uh, if you hadn't spoiled it by saying that, <laughs> you'd be like, hey, Mike, you know how you're so very fond of talking over me? Do that for a moment and I'll go pee and no one shall notice. So tell me, what's in poutine? Well, poutine, uh, I'll take this moment to talk about the wonderful food scene of Austin. Uh, I, I'm fat, as you guys can all see, and by my footstool to promote a less beanbaggy body. Uh, I've been eating at some great places lately. My top recommendations right now, Juniper uh, over on the east side is an Italian spot. They have an amazing cacio e pepe, uh, which is just a great pasta dish. That I, I believe they make all their pasta in-house. Not 100%, but still very good. Uh, something else there I had was pretty good. Oh, their dessert. They have like a like Italian beignet thing with ricotta in the dough and then a mascarpone that they add on top. That's pretty good. Also, I'm guaranteeing that Eli is going to be 0% surprised. Okay. 0% surprised that I spent this time talking about food. But it's, it's <laughs> I mean, like, let's be honest. Uh, other, other thing you should try uh, is uh, there's a cold cookie company. That is it's so interesting. Truck. I've been here the whole time. Yeah, cold co cookie company. It's a food truck. They do... Uh, not only like cookies and ice cream sandwiches that you pick the cookies and ice cream for, but they do a thing called an unshake where they make you a milkshake, but then they don't blend it. So I got one. It was uh, vanilla sweet cream ice cream, Reese's Pieces, and then Butterfinger cookies, like all chopped up. And then another layer of that, then another layer of that, and then whipped cream, and then a cookie stopped in it. You owe me so many laps. We didn't ever agree. We didn't ever agree on any punishments for my obesity. I thought you going, oh, man, okay, fine. Uh, no. Oh, something funny well, happened Well, then you've raped night. a lot, because that's not <laughs> consent. <laughs> Your Honor, Cut she that. said, oh. <laughs> she was coming. <laughs> something funny happened last night. I was at Wendy's getting a salad, and uh, I was doing drive through You're doing it all wrong. <laughs> that's, that's not how you Wendy's at all. And this homeless guy comes up. He's, like, out of his mind, strung out. Mm-hmm. And he's like real close to my car, and he's in between. I'm doing drive through. He's between my car and the drive through window, mm -hmm. and he's just like, "Hey, I'm real hungry." And then the guy working, he's like, "Hey, come on, man, you gotta, you gotta get out of here." And I'm like, "Hey, can you go over there, please?" Like, I'm trying to be respectful because there's a, a witness. Nah. <laughs> I had that same thing happen. My first, I was like, I should shoot him, but then I was like, <laughs> <laughs> No one would care. No one would miss him. And then I was like. Hey, can you go over there, like, please? And he's just out of his mind. Like, he can't fucking see, tell what's going on. And so I have, like, a bag of change in my car because I'm Jewish. And uh, I, just, I, I roll down my window. I start grabbing pennies and I start God throwing it out. It. My I fucking knew it. And I'm like, there's money over there. Go over there. And he, and he goes over there. And I'm like, I look at the guy and he's like, I can't, I'm like, I can't believe that worked. And the guy's laughing his ass off. He's like, that's fucking hilarious, man. You played like, penny fetch with a homeless. <laughs> Go get it, boy. It's over, there's a treat over there. Go get Listen, it. Listen, if there was enough money, you'd do it too. Yeah, but not anything that you could throw like that. You're not going to get any distance on the kind of money you got to get me with unless you could print a Bitcoin. If it's rubber banded up. Okay, we're talking. <laughs> we're talking. <laughs> put, some, put some rubber band money on it. I'll, I'll play fetch. 
I had a, a That's actually in the contract for Drinking Bros. Uh our money is going to be wrapped in rubber bands and they have to throw it out the window. <laughs> That's how they pay us, is they go to us in a public place, and they just take a handful of bills and just throw it at us, and then berate us while we pick it up. And we just have to go to the mall, they're like, yeah, you fucking pigs, here's your fucking money. And we're just picking it up, while Ross and Dan are just beating us with cash. <laughs> we're like, I'm sorry. I mean, it's worth it for the $5,000 we get per episode, which I want people to believe that yeah. I like that watch this. Yeah. The people that spite watch this. Is this the secret? Are we making that happen? <laughs> Did we just the secret money? No, I'm gonna check your bank more account. Than that. I did a David Blaine. Wouldn't it be cool if you just had an extra five grand? I had a friend who called me out of the blue. I went to boarding school with him, <laughs> and my boarding school I got sent away for smoking weed. And there was like three types of people in my boarding school. There was like kind of like class clowns, mm -hmm. violent criminals, <laughs> and then. Uh, Maybe four people. Like, <laughs> the guy's trying to fuck everyone. <laughs> no, we were, we were too young for that. And then, uh, like, video game nerds. Mm -hmm. And then, like, severely autistic people. So you were a combination Not sure. of two and four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He calls me, and this guy has really rich parents. And he's like, what's going on, man? And, I, and I'm telling him about life and stuff and um, how I'm trying to start, like, businesses. And he's like, what do you need? I'm like, ah. Quarter million dollars would be nice. And he's like, done. Check your bank account. And he's like, I love you, man. And then he hangs up, and I'm like, what? And I text him, I'm like, where's the money? Yeah. Why would you joke about this? Mm -hmm. That and was the whole basically story? Basically what I'm saying okay. is... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was expecting like everyone, a funny like, part at the like end. People went to my boarding school. They were sent there to like get better, mm -hmm. and they all got so much worse. Duh. It's a boarding school. It's like prison. Oh, let's take criminals like and prison. put them with other criminals. It's like a prison for your and mind. And give them alone time so they can teach the criminals how to crime. No. You don't think juvie is just training you to be a better criminal as an adult? I mean, they're all pretty stupid in there. Yeah, obviously they got caught. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's what you learn in prison, how is not to get caught the next time. Then why are 70% of them repeat offenders? Uh, I've heard it's because racism. That's what... Uh, Instagram and Twitter told me so maybe they're not telepathically communicating good enough they should use their ant powers <laughs> just ant that I, ants I know about the smell because as humans we're geniuses wait no you made that up There's, ants don't smell no they do they, they secrete different hormones that do different things but one of the things they did to fuck with an ant is they were like alright how do the ants know which way like, the colony is going? Yeah, hell yeah. Like, it, how do they know which way the colony is going? And like, they do like an alert smell for foods over here, and they all go to the food. So they were like, what if we create this smell and then just trick an ant? Will it think there's shit over here? So, like, what they did is they would take an ant and they would like, uh, like put the smell of there's a bunch of food here down, and then all of the ants would and be then like, Mike dude, shows you up. found a bunch of, no, so then all the ants would see that food, and they'd be like, oh, dude, you found a lot of food, awesome, and they would all go there, and there'd be no food, and they'd be like, what the fuck, man, you did food smell, and the ant would be like, I didn't do food smell, the scientists did it, but was they that, can't communicate. Was that Dan Cummins that had the joke about how he likes to put an ant in a jar of filled with sugar, and then locks him in there? Yeah, and then he releases him back to the other ants, and is like, tell him what you saw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I sent Dan Cummins a clip of my stand-up like four years ago, uh -huh. and he was like, you're genuinely funny. That's so sweet of him. <laughs> <laughs> what a nice guy. Fuck. That's so cool. Do you think Make-A-Wish paid him to do that? Or <laughs> 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 
Dude, that's okay. Well, I sent, I'm gonna kill myself. So I sent a clip. I hope of, so. I sent a clip of me hosting to Mark Norman and was like, "Hey, I just saw you're in town. Really? If you need uh, like a host for any of your shows, I host a lot at clubs, and I'm like a great host. I would love to be considered to host your shows. I'll drive to wherever you are in Texas." And he just left me on red. Ooh. Yeah. Mark Norman responds to me. I'm gonna get him on the podcast. Yeah. Mark Norman was probably busy. I think he was out to lunch. <laughs> it's his last special. It's very good. <laughs> he's so funny. I think he's my favorite uh, comedian right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's everything he does is great. Like, uh, I don't know. He's so, he's like. I asked him if he would um, take pictures with guests after the show or uh, audience members after the show if he had to make eye contact with all of them. And he just said no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, of course not. He talks about he doesn't like eye contact. Also, uh, eye contact? Gross. This is, I don't stop it. Stop. Eye contact is weird because when I'm talking to someone, I don't know when I'm making too much or not enough. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to find the middle ground. Yeah, because you have autism, Eli. That's what that's what that is. <laughs> Coop's nodding. He agrees with me. That's why it's a spectrum. He's a little less. <laughs> you know what we all go down? I know a bunch about trains. But he's the like, three of us, we're he's like He's it. like purple, and I'm like ultraviolet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are ultraviolet. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Um... How much time are we at right now? Uh, we're probably around hour 20, hour 30. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's a lot. really funny. It's only... Hey, I'm leaving the comments if you want us to have more guests or more of this. Um, also, follow us on... Um, Giggle Boys is on every streaming platform. Have like you just, Spotify, it Apple. It is. We need them to go to that. Have you decided... Uh, are you going to be in town on July 11th? I have not decided. Okay. Decide soon. Decide right I, now. I either now. need to fight someone in Vegas in a Muay Thai fight, or uh, we're gonna do a live show. That's to be figured out. I double <laughs> I booked. What a tough I double choice. booked because I don't have that much going on, so I never think like, oh, maybe I'll book two things in the medium distant future, and they'll both be on the same day. That didn't occur to me. What? And so, when were you planning to go get your free Slurpee? It's seven eleven. It's July eleventh. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Fuck. There's three big things happening that day. <laughs> Four. It's a friend of mine's birthday. Wait, I had, a, I had a dream last night that I made a smoothie with pineapple Fanta, Sour Patch mm-hmm. Kids, and a little bit of milk for creaminess. Okay. And I woke up. I, I posted that, and, I, uh-huh. and uh, my friend from the MMA team was like. No way. Last night at 1.30, I made a smoothie with Red Bull Limited Edition and Sour Patch Kids. Interesting. What else? That Just those two? I think so. Uh, that's not a smoothie. That's an emulsion. I mean, there was probably ice. Yeah, I guess. Um, but it's funny. I, I, and then I posted that on my Instagram story. And then someone was like, who the fuck drinks that? And I was like, champions, apparently. Yeah, this right? Guy, this guy's a great fighter. That's incredible. I one time I was staying. His at name's a- Christian Ammons, and he's gonna fucking rule the world. He's gonna be in the UFC. Yeah, he would be a great dictator, I believe. I don't know anything about him. No, 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 different Christian. <clears throat> no, no, I know. I'm saying I don't know anything about this person. I just think he'd be a great dictator. He had the mental fortitude to make himself a Red Bull Sour Patch smoothie at some hour of the night. Christian Seha would be a great dictator. Yeah, I see that too. We'd all be great dictators. We should all dictator together. Let's make a new UN. Anyways, one time I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express in San Antonio, and when I checked in, I got to the elevator bank, and right across from the elevators, there was a warming box full of Otis Spunkmeyer cookies, and then an ice chest with two carafes of milk and a bunch of cups. So you could take a warm cookie, pour yourself a cold glass of milk, and then get on the elevator go up to your room, which of course I did, 
I grabbed like three cookies and a couple glasses of milk and went up to my room, you know. Then I fell asleep. And in my sleep, I had a dream that I was on stage and I said, I bet Catholic priests were really into Harry Potter because they could finally get kids into their chamber of secrets. <laughs> and I woke up and was like, that's funny. And I went downstairs and I grabbed the rest of the cookies and a whole carafe of milk to reward myself. And then went back upstairs. <laughs> and then when I was checking out the next day, I was walking, like, I don't ever check out because it's fucking, was it 1950? You leave the hotel yeah, when you're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I wait until they threaten to charge me. Yeah. And then I leave. Correct. Like, what else are you supposed to do at a hotel? Like, you threaten to make me leave. I come on one more let item me, in the let room. Me give and then you I leave. your disposable key back. Yeah, I throw it at them like Gambit <laughs> from X Men. I'm like, Ace of Spades! You know? Just but, sticks in their forehead. So, uh, That's not included in the deposit. But so I'm walking out the next morning to like go work stuff. So I'm in like work clothes as opposed to like boxers and a t shirt when I grab the cookies at three or four a.m. or whatever. So I'm walking out and I've got my suitcase and I'm in my work clothes and I'm walking out and the guy behind the counter goes, Did you leave the carafe of milk in your room? Just <laughs> the dude behind the counter. Like, Mind what? your goddamn business. <laughs> what? And he goes, We saw on the security footage that you took the rest of the cookies and the carafe of milk. We were wondering if we let if you left it in your room. I was like, I don't fucking know, man. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and I you know, it was like just like a weird interaction. But I went back to San Antonio like six months later and went to check into that hotel and it was the same guy. And he was like, We had to get rid of the cookies because of you. <laughs> Well, that didn't reflect on my credit card. Yeah. So I don't give a shit. Yeah, wait, give me let me pay the smoking deposit and give me more cookies. Like what the fuck? You're that mad? You want to record a Patreon now? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tune in next time. We did. Give us five stars on the, the podcast thing. I you do what you want. <laughs> I, I think you No follow, no no. Do what I want. Follow your heart. Follow your heart and follow your nose wherever it goes. That's Theodore Roosevelt. Goodbye. <laughs>